Team Yankee, Fade of Nation, Nam and Great One podcast that tries to make sense of the truly weird and wonderful world of 15mm wargaming, with our tongues firmly in our cheeks, our pants as flat as the ground, and our dice, more often than not, failing to shoot and scoot every episode, if we remember to do it. We invite you to join us on our many hobby misadventures here on Facebook and on the blog at BreakthroughAssaults.co.uk and to shop at Battlefield Hobbies because Hammy hasn't ordered enough copies of Hit the Beach. I'm Eddie Fez-Turner, broadcasting from somewhere in the south of England and I'm joined by my co-hosts Duncan, always room for another panzer, Gosling. I'm painting panzer fours. And Lee, can I buy priority B-wing air support, Parnell. I'm painting American Infantry. <laughs> Do they come in well, if you remember from the last podcast, I was painting American Infantry. <laughs> oh, welcome to episode 14. The one where we forgot to invite Phil Yates. Sorry, Phil. Sorry, Phil. Yeah, that's it. We're so cool, actually. We can get these people and not lend to them. <laughs> they just, like, stand them up. Yeah. Whoops. <laughs> can we call it a scheduling conflict? It was a scheduling conflict. Okay. Um, Lee, what are we talking about tonight? So tonight we are doing the same old stuff. Um, we have got intro, and then we're going to talk about what we've been up to, various games and painting, no doubts. We're then going to be doing for the last part of the mid-war, who wore it better, with the Eastern Front edition. And then we're going to cover do some bit of late war frothing with all the new information we have. Uh, read this question, and then events. And we'll talk about the open day and what we'll be doing for the open day as well. Would that perhaps be why you're doing all this painting? That'd be exactly why I'm still painting goddamn American infantry. <laughs> yes. I'm looking forward to I'm literally on the last few stands now. I've got like um, tanks, airplanes, which actually the water plane, and the boats. And technically more infantry, I'm going to have to put the guys actually on the boats, but they may not happen. Sorry, may guys. They may not happen, depending on... <laughs> So this is this is I'm gonna I'm gonna just override this and segue straight into that then I think so this is for the 29th of June which is the Battlefront UK Open Day up at Nottingham up at Nottingham, up at Nottingham. <laughs> well, I've not written where it the, actually le- the, le- the Great Lead Belt of the UK yes yes yeah um, it was the Battlefront Open Day and uh, we were as a collective group of assaulters who occasionally break through. Um, we've been asked to do uh, the big D-Day event game. Let me know we were volunteered by Mark. Yeah. That classic, yeah. Officer, yeah. That classic officer thing of actually um, volunteering us all for it. What, sweat, sweatshop Goddard? <laughs> yeah, and then obviously my hobby eyes were bigger than my hobby palette. Pardon? pardon? And then my hobby eyes were bigger than my hobby palette. I'll do a German army and, and the American army and paint those up. Um, I have I have made a start though. Don't worry. Um, I've constructed the one IC and two IC uh, company command stands of my 29th infantry division. Am I going to be sticking foliage to bases on the passenger seat of the car? Is this what I'm yes. doing with all the drive up? No, <laughs> you'll be basing them with sand. So, uh. for actual sand. Actual sand, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we'll be, you'll be you'll be picking up sandbags from the side of the road to get the basing material <laughs> to base the model. Not salt, not salt and grit. Salt and grit. I mean, it works works as well for Utah, I suppose. Um, <laughs> salt so and grit make thought... a great D-Day book title. Actually, thinking about it. Salt and grit. 
or a, the memoirs of a road sweeper. Um, <laughs> we're doing how many boards have we got in total? It's like eight, isn't it? I think eight, ten, yeah, some of that. I don't know. It's many. It's many. Many, yeah. You sure, it's not just four. It's eight armies, isn't it? Uh, yes. Cause no, because isn't Mark hasn't Mark painted like three sets? Oh no, he has. Yeah, I think, I think went, it is at least six yeah. tables, possibly eight. Yeah. So that's where that's like thirty-six foot of D-Day. Can, can we just caveat as well at the moment, like because this makes it sound like it's really badly organised. <laughs> oh, it's not. Was Mike, Mike, no. Mark knows the play exactly. It's just a, it's exactly. Just a, it's just more, <laughs> you know badly painted. Uh, <laughs> Well, some of it will be for me. No, it's it's. I actually experimented on mine. What? I I used the army painter quick shade. <gasps> I dipped that. them. You I did. I dipped that. it. If in doubt, dip it. How can you say that? Well, that is what? Just, just shocking, shocking revelations. You heard it here first. I know. Duncan I, I, I did. I had a look at them and I thought, Do you know what? I'm gonna have a crack. A good dippy gosling. Yeah, double dipping. How'd they come out? They come out all right, actually. They're 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 shiny, obviously. They need a, a dull coat on them, but um, it actually worked quite well. I think what Nathan did with his germs as well. It was just literally they just uh, that stuff had just come out at the time. So he sort of experimented I mean, with it. I definitely wouldn't do it if I'd have done any kind of um, camouflage on them. I mean, just because because they're basic you know sticky grenadiers yeah yeah i think it's, it's worked quite sticky well because grenadiers yeah you know well you know was it the 352nd and the 716th on the d-day landing beaches weren't they they weren't exactly the crack troops of the atlantic wall was that the problem well Omaha had, all, had all the good guys on it yeah that was the 352nd i think yeah they were actually a, a reasonably good formation. The seven sixteenth, I think, was full of um, people who didn't necessarily want to fight. Yes, I think it's the politest way to put it. They may or may not have been not German. <laughs> so, but no, um, it's the, it's all worked out all right actually. Um, I have to say the spray can of that grenadier green, that yeah. was good. That was really good stuff. I've not used their sprays before, and that was. I'm a, a big proponent of the coloured primer. And that is, oh, um, yeah, I'm... that's one of the reasons I've, I've barely used my airbrush, even though I've got a load of stuff in airbrush primer, is because the rattle cans came out again. I'm like, oh, I forgot about these. So easy. Oh, so good. They really are. I mean, the, I'm, I'm not sure about the Crusader sand, it's a little bit, it's a little bit glossy. Just need finish. a wash, I think. A wash and then a matte coat. No, I've tried it with the wash. That's my problem, is that because it's quite glossy, it's, um, uh... it's, it's actually running. So it's running off the surface and not really adhering to it. But it's, they're coming out right with the Panzers. But yeah, the, I mean, on the, the Grenadiers themselves, uh, I can one word, and that word is banging. It really I... did work well. But, um, yeah, I think it's about 100 and something figures I've done in one go. And I've never batch painted that, that much in a, a single hit before. Nice. So... Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. What I can chew here, I'm basically done two complete boxes of US rifles. Oh my Jesus. god. Basically, which is four platoons. Oh my uh, god. 
Well, I want to. I figure if I'm going to do this, I'm going to do this once. I'm going to do all the stuff so I can actually kit out up to four rifle platoons or four um, armored rifle platoons. So all the extra bazookas, all the extra machine guns, that kind of thing. Yeah. Wow. I think all I so basically, I, I think I didn't do all the mortars in the two boxes because that was just way too many sixty millimeter mortars. But apart from that, everything pretty much has been painted. Um, just on literally the last eight stands of figures, and we're done. Right. Yeah, I have, to, I have to say, I think batch painting is definitely the way to go with that kind of stuff. I mean, I haven't painted infantry in ages, and I forgot how, um, I don't know, it's, it just gets crippling after a while. I'll tell you what I'm watching with interest for this, this kind of thing, is that New Games Workshop stuff. Ooh, the contrast paints. Contrast, contrast yeah. paints, yeah. Yeah. If there's a decent khaki colour, or, or khaki grey for doing Russians, I'm going to be all over that. I may or may not have done some recce. I, um, I went into Games Workshop and I started probing them about it on... Um, when it was... What was it? Warhammer Fest or whatever it was? was on. Yeah. So they were just coming out. So I was in town that day and I actually wandered in. And they did say there's about 30... It's either 24 or 36 paints. Mm-hmm. And there is definitely, because he said that if you look at the live stream and stuff when it was going on, there's definitely one that looks like it's a khaki. Yeah, it's like a, I think there's like Skeleton Hall or something. One of the guys was painting on it at one point. It looked very mm. khaki grey-like. And I was thinking, that, that's got my attention. <laughs> it's all on a white primer as well, which confuses me. Um, yes, yeah, so it's, like it's like a cold white or like an off, like um, an ivory Grey, yeah. yeah. So you can get like a soft tone or a hot or a, or a cold tone. So it's, like I say, the actual engineer, it's, like, it's a very interesting thing. It's basically hmm. painting with ink glazes, like it's a technique. Yes. But this is yeah. designed so it's like mass produced and like dirt easy to do. So, I mean, I'm I interested. I want, I'm, like I say, I'm going to probably pick a few up when it comes out and maybe do some experimenting and cover it on the blog would, later. Will that be good for Soviets then as well? Because I'm just thinking Soviet infantry is always the, you know. Yes, well, that's exactly what I'm thinking. Soviet yeah. infantry, if it's just getting. The rifles and the and their um, uniforms done, and just do the web pick the webbing out later, I think. Because mm. there's, there's a flesh tone, there's a, definitely like a woody kind of tone, and there's like what looks like a khaki grey. So between those three, that's like most of the most of the painting done. So yeah. Mm. It's nice to see them bring something out actually like that because I think that's genuinely innovative. Mm. I mean, yeah. I mean, army like, paint is not exactly the soft tone is not exactly new, but no. And basically, and that was basically again taking a technique, an old technique of um, using floor um, decking varnish. Yeah. It's basically all the all the army paint stuff is. It's basically a optimized version of, de- of decking varnish. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Yep, hundred percent. In fact, um, I, I can remember going. Oh, I can remember going to a tournament, um, a Warhammer tournament, like. God, it must be like 15, 20 years ago now. And they were actually using Ron Seal on some of the things like zombies. Yeah. To get them painted fast. And you think, <laughs> Jesus. Yeah, it is basically it's exactly that kind of technique. Mm. Slabber it on. Yeah, one thick coat, as they're saying, which I quite enjoy as a self awareness. <laughs> yes. One thick coat. Poor Duncan. <laughs> My namesake. Yeah. Fit your paints. Fit your paints. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, where's my potato? I need to. That's the other interesting thing. So to thin it, you actually don't use water as a medium you have to use. 
the water splits it or something like that. Oh, okay. Oh, really? So it's like, it's like an acrylic medium. You still but, use um, water to wash your brushes and that. Yeah, but you don't want to separate the actual stuff. Yeah. Huh. Okay, so I, I found out it's actually at, so it's June 29th, the Battlefield oh. uh, Open Day, is at Cleave Lodge in Long Eaton. Um, oh, that's right, yep. And the tickets are £10, and last year you got a free game. This year you get a free blown-up church mm. with um, the really Gucci uh, Gaming Night token set. Ooh. It's always handy. is incredible for £10. So even if you just turned up, you know, bought a ticket, turned up, got your goodie bag and walked away, it's still... <laughs> Yeah, because the church used to rate it's like thirty-five quid model or something, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. easy. Yeah, yeah, really nice. Um, it is a nice model. Yeah. yeah. So uh, we'll be there. Well, I say we. One of us has other commitments. Yeah. Other friends. My figures will be there. My figures will be there to yeah. They're coming out. I'm gonna rub ch- uh, what's it's all over them. Mm, okay. <laughs> At least it's that, I suppose. Small mouthies. I saw them out from behind. That's <laughs> just what he calls them. Yeah. Oh god. Oh god. Oh, that's not. That's not a tuft, is it? Oh Jesus. <laughs> um, yeah. So we'll be there running the D Day for day. Um, they're also how going to do all their usual. I mean, you, you guys weren't there last year, were you? There's a yeah, ton of stuff week. going on, isn't there? Don't yeah, we, no, it really is. All day. Um, it's also pretty cool. I'm actually quite excited about seeing some more about this Aliens board game they've got going on. Yes. Nice stuff. It's interesting from last year's one, so hopefully there's a bit more on it. Yeah. So that's, that's generally the format they would do for their um, kind of get that excitement going for what they're about to do for the next year. Um, I'm hoping we'll see... Late- some of the um, version two Team Yankee Brits as well. Yeah, that's should, a good point. I figure, I figure the first run prototypes will probably be kicking around. Hopefully, oh, just exciting. Does that mean I have to paint the first, the, the first wave of British stuff that I've got first? Yeah, I'll, is... I'll just as I said, I looked up on my big pile of unpainted chieftains <laughs> and FE forty-two. So we don't have to. Oh, yeah, well, it'd probably be advised. I could just see how much I can get done this week. I'm more obliged to have a chief army for for Brits. I've got to really. We were talking. I feel we were talking about doing something, weren't we? Oh, sorry. The for Team Yankee Two. Yeah. Yes, we're going to get some games. Mm. I can't. Is that the one where I said, oh, I do, I'm really excited by this? And then about 20 minutes later, it was like, but I really want to do these guys. And then 20 minutes later, it was like, but I really want to do those guys as well. Uh, yeah, that's where you swung wildly between doing Polish and um, British and American. No, was it American? Or was you American? I can't remember. No, I was American, yeah. American. American. Uh, and then, yeah, I, I said I'd do Dutch. And then someone may have said that Swedish might be on the offing. At which point I threw the Dutch in the bin and set fire to them. <laughs> just, just straight away. So you're just yeah. not Scandinavian enough. No, so yeah, you're close. You're close, but not quite good enough. 
Although I, I do like Close, the but no windmill. Uh, <laughs> uh, your your canals are no fjords. Get out of it. Oh, do Sweden have fjords? <laughs> no, I, do, I don't think they do. I don't Close, know actually. <laughs> They've got a lot of islands. Lots of islands, yeah. Finland's all trees and swamps. Norway's all mountains and fjords, and Sweden's just full of um, sobs. Sobs <laughs> and Volvos. I think more Grippens, but yeah, sure, the cars. Let's go out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Your aeroplane can carry seven missiles. That's fantastic. We have ten planes, <laughs> but they're very, very, very over-engineered planes. Oh. Anyway, so what have we been up to? I, I, we played a game, didn't we, Fez? Hmm. Did we? How long ago yeah. was that? Like a couple of weeks ago. <laughs> <laughs> we did! No, we did. Yes. yes. Um, in preparation before, for... It was your, your training game before Sun... Before, sun, before sun, I, sun, that tournament that I ran and also yeah. forgot to talk about. Yes. Um, <laughs> yeah, of yeah. course. That long. Um, yeah, we did... Uh, it was a hundred points mid-war desert. Yep. Uh, with uh, my my actual first that army was the first mid-war army I painted up for um, the first mid-war tournament for version four I did at Warfare. What two years ago? Three, two, two years ago. Two years ago, yeah. Two and a half basically, isn't it? Because it's in November. Um, yeah, so I basically found my chunk of bog standard Panzer threes, and you know dropped one of the Flak eighty eights, threw in uh, and one of the Panzer fours to only have a, a a platoon of three, and they gave me enough points for a Tiger. Yeah, which when you I'm going with Grants and twenty five pounders was um, a bit hairy, but I just did the classic <laughs> thing of ignore it. Let, except it's going to kill guys and just get on with it. And seem to... Yeah, they're, they're furry. They're not hairy. Tigers. So was it was it more of a distraction tiger then? So it just uh, rumbled around the same thing? No, it, it actually it missed helped. a lot. It I, missed oh. a lot. Yeah. I did get very lucky on um, yeah, Fez's dice not being that good on hit rolls. Just for that one. The other stuff was doing all right, I think. I think the, the well, top... Your Panzer Fours were, were living a charmed life, as it were. Oh, so. they were just... Uh, you know, I don't think there's much left. I think you replaced most of the front armor of the Panzer IV with your own uh, shots. <laughs> your your spent ammunition was actually reinforcing my my tank as opposed to trying to do more damage to it. Um, but yeah, it was it was one of those interesting uh, interesting games where you kind of had to weather the first attack. I mean, you, you hats off to you, Lee, for being so aggressive. Well, you, you got to be. I mean, you, you can't. I, I cannot win a range war versus you. That's for sure. I've just got to get close up and really get that objective as quickly as possible. Yeah, especially well, when I've got two eighty eights. Yeah, so we were playing. Yeah, well, yeah, one tiger, one actual thirty eighty eight, and we were playing dust up, wasn't it? I think it was dust up. Yeah. Yeah, and there was a quarter was full up with a little village, and another quarter had like a ridge line on. And first was set, up the, set the 88 up on the ridge line, so it dominated the open desert. Yes, on its, on its trailer. 
Yeah, but I managed to use the carriers to get me into the empty quarter where the village was, and basically I just steamed up for the village, out of shot as much as I could, apart from one one grunt that got a bit too far over and then paid the price <laughs> next turn, and just whap! Yeah. My £25 absolutely failed to range in at all on the, on the 88. Well, no, they, 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 did the fir- they failed the first time, and then you ranged in. And I, I missed because I took me to tell on to range in. Yeah, that was it. Yep. Yeah. And then the second time you, you repeat bombarded, I, I thought it was game over for him. And then you oh, missed yeah. again. Yep. And it came down to my grants just blatting oh, away with HG. My, my carriers run up and try a blatting away with machine gun fire. Oh, not, not you yet. made every single save. Five saves. What? Five, five yeah, the Yahtzee, was a... yeah, it was insane. Uh, I don't know. My pilot flak eighty eight. I got him in the end, but yeah, it took a lot more. It took a lot of fun. Yeah. Those are, was that a single eighty eight? It was yep. indeed. Yeah, that's. I'm sold on the single eight. You sold me on the single eighty eights, Duncan. It's really good. They're really good. They're yeah. proper. They are a proper distraction piece. People well, get insane with them. Yeah. Although. Part of me thinks that having four would be terrifying. <laughs> yeah, uh, like... <laughs> yeah, but I think at that point you're going to sink what nearly a quarter of your army into four of them that will probably die under an artillery barrage at some point. I think that's yeah. my concern with them. That's true. That that is the big the big thing with them. I think they're, they're massive footprint then. Yeah. But they are cool. So I mean, they'll scare the cheats. Yeah, uh, I was only gone for yeah. maximum cool points by having it mounted on its uh, mounted on its um, wheeled carriage. So, as you should. <laughs> oh, yeah, that is cool. It always looks cool with that. Yeah. Yeah, four uh, of them would scare the bejesus out of um, Soviets and stuff. Oh, look at my little Churchill. Well, I just I was ter- it was the it was the Lee's bloody twenty five pounders that were. A terrifying wake-up call when I was like, "Oh, I go up there on pounds of four, yeah." So pounds of three, like push up, nope. clear, clear, clear this flank, and I was like, "Oh, wait a minute, he's got four of five, two, eight, ten, nine. Yeah, four of these bloody uh, turntabled nightmare rapid-firing anti-tank guns sitting on the objective that yep. I didn't really. It was my own fault, so I didn't look at the actual board layout, and there was no easy way to <laughs> sneak up on them." Yeah, like by limiting fields of fire. I was like, oh, oh no, wait. Now I'm here. There's not much I can do. Yeah, we ended up doing like a, a, a sort of rubbish duel between 25 pounds and, and the Panzer Freeze, where neither one was really killing anyone. <laughs> it was like mm. lots of shots going out and not much happening. Yeah. If we'd done a, if I'd done a deployment reversal and put those Panzer threes on the um, on the hill, I know they were in reserve, weren't they? That's what. Yes, yeah, so you put all your Panzer threes in reserve. Yeah, so. No, it was a good game. It was a good game. It stood me in good stead uh, the next day when that sun, not the next day, but on the uh, Sunset and SMG event, I ended yeah. up playing with my Americans. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Yeah, no, I had a, we had a couple of last minute dropouts. Uh, so to make up numbers, one of the uh, Freddy from the other games club came up and he's played a lot of V3. Mm-hmm. Uh, I had only played like one or two games of E4. So the, the first round I gave him a game to teach him the differences. Uh, and then him being an avid German player, I, I gave him that army to, to play. Okay. Cool. Played in the next rounds kind of thing. I had my tank destroyers. Um, but yeah, it was a, it was a good fun day. Uh, 
Sunshine and SMGs. It was, it was nice. Everyone had a good mix. Uh, what did we have? We had two Italians, uh, mine German, uh, and then we had British, American, and American. So I had American tank destroyers, and Dylan had his uh, Shermans. Um, but well, all could... the armies, <clears throat> very different styles from each other. Um, yeah, because did Martin take a ton of stuff? Yeah, he bought all. He, he did a nine fez and bought his entire collection. Yeah, and then he <laughs> did a different list every game. Um, oh, God bless you, Martin. Well, that's part of the fun. That, that's what I mean. You gotta get. You gotta get involved. You gotta, you know, step up and uh, and have a laugh. Well, I, I just think it's, it's, you know, being being a collector. And if we go back, you know, think about the the my, in my get days of games workshop. You, you realise that some people are just collectors who want to do their collection and then they play with their collection. And it's always a it's always a shame to be like, oh, I really want to do this list. Oh, I really want to do this this, you know, this version or this version. It's like, well, just. You've got all the models. Just bring them down, and well, that's why they know. brought out um, Apocalypse, wasn't it originally? Yes. Just stick everything on the board and then pie plate it off. Yeah. <laughs> Just delete stuff. Delete stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that sounds cool, though. Yeah, no, it was a good day. Good day. Um, good turnout, and uh, everyone, everyone there was super excited for Late War. Yeah. It's coming. It's around the corner. It is. So soon. Oh, God. It's later than you think. Um, before we get carried away late war. Yeah. I mean, I'm sorry, Doug, do you have anything? No, I was going to say, so that's, like say, that's what everyone's been up to. Um, yeah, what are we on to next? Well, I think, should we stay on the mid-war Bender, and well, the last kind of—it's not the last hurrah. I like who mid-war. Who wore it better? Who wore it better? And what we got today? Today we have the red-bannered enemy at the gates versus <laughs> the iron, iron panzers of ghost crosses. Uh, yeah, we've lumped them all together. How vicious of us! I think you've got to lump them all together. So, think... <laughs> yeah. yeah, they are because they, they, of the way, especially because the way that all the stuff in the first two books then gets referenced in the next two books. So, yeah, why not just put it all together? Because then it'd be a massive book you got to carry around. Uh... Back in my day, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> used to so beat to go first. death with you can pendulums. Um, I. You gonna kick us off, Eddie? Come on. Gonna kick you off. Yeah. Hang up the call. Um, no, I'm just saying. Uh, funny enough, the Soviet books were at first. I was I was so excited by the German ones that I didn't really pay attention to what was in them. Right. And then actually, yeah. I think I've had there's more fun lists in there. You know, the German book. Then, 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 well, I say there's more fun. I, I, all four of these books, I actually really kind of love and need to get playing the, the the collections that I've got in them. I have not played enough games with these later books, mm-hmm. um, just because I haven't actually built and, and made the models. Um, you know, 
having the the SU one fifty two list, but then also I've got my crazy actual full on tiger list to start playing with, which hasn't seen the battlefield just yet, which is a bit of a shame. No, um, I like your one fifty twos. Yeah, that was that was a good game over. I've, I've kind of forgotten what we're supposed to be doing in this section. <laughs> so you have to go. Oh God! So, so you explain the premises. Oh, <laughs> yeah, right. Go? So basically, we go over the books. You've got to say which one you prefer and why. Right. Ultimately, so we're, we're trying to decide which is the most uh, iconic, I guess, book out of those four. So there, there's no more premise. Not it's not what, which one's best. You could you can genuinely vote for one that you don't think's best. It's the one that was most necessary, if you like. So I think so far the winners have been uh, Armored Fist. Yeah. From the early. Love you like a fist. The Africa. And I think the last one, the Italians won over the US. Yeah, it's very. I'm going to be proved wrong now because I can't remember. But yeah, I think that was the premise. So I think we're looking for an Eastern Front uh, winner in Eurovision style. Um, So no block voting. No block voting. No block voting. No, Eastern Bloc voting. That's not right. It's a red flag. Um, no, it's Red Banner. You got the name wrong, honestly. Oh, it's a red flag it's a banner. <laughs> it. These are these. Yeah, and and it's and it's the whole book as well. So if you want to look with your eyes, um, all right, one by two cards. Are you ready? All right, I've got this. Oh, Red Banner has the KV one list in. Which mixed tank of E, you can have all the kind of shiny, snazzy toys with, um, you know, you can, you can pick and mix a really interesting tank force to play with. Enemy at the Gates has um, the 152s, mm-hmm. uh, but also has the Roto, the Moto, Strokovi, Ricardo's. Roto Motos, the SMG companies. Yes. Yeah. Fantastic little formation, which I think is going to be pretty horrendous when mixed up with some heavy support. Uh, Iron Cross, who can forget uh, the Pioneer platoons with flamethrowers. Yep. Uh, plus the actual first Panzer Grenadier companies. <clears throat> and then Ghost Panzers has Tigers. Well, and tigers, yes. As <laughs> all nieces. Tigers. Um, so, who wore it better? The tigers did because tiger tanks. So you're you're going for ghost panzers. Ghost panzers. All right. Not only does it have a tiger company in, which is the best thing since sliced panzers, um, it also has the best logo. But it does have green panthers. Well, they're like yellow, aren't they? <laughs> That's not a Dunkle Girl joke, is it? Don't be oh, it's dark. It's a dark joke. It dark humour. Oh my days! <laughs> oh, honestly. Yeah. Well, the the pan, there's a bone of contention with all of these things, isn't there? You know. There is. You're right. On the positive side, Tiger Company. (laughs) (laughs) I'm a man of peculiar tastes. Well, no, you're not. I think we've everyone knows that you're penchant for the um, the big Tiger tank. 
Yeah. I'm like, I don't know why we asked you. This, this was this was a no-brainer. That's why I went first. I was like, well, here you go. And I gave good reasons for all of them and gave them all a considered thing. But at the end of the day, Tigers. <laughs> oh, man. What about you, Lee? So, I am going for a red banner. That's simply because, as Fez, as Fez pointed out, rotor. Really? Yeah, I, I, I've always liked the rotor. I just like the idea of having like a whole bunch of Russians flying around in white scout cars, which are my favourite things, and you've mm-hmm. got some carriers. Oh, there, yeah, sorry, Enemy Gates was the first one, wasn't it? Yeah. Uh, yeah, and I've written it down the wrong order, which is why I got confused. <laughs> oh, something like, say, it's got the Su-85, the Su-76. Yes. All the Su's, basically. Who, does, who doesn't <laughs> love the Su's? Su Rider. Yeah. Su Rider. <laughs> Sue Tank Rider, yeah, yeah. Sue <laughs> Tank Rider. <laughs> uh, I think it was it's a, it's the book that made me actually say, right, I want to play, I want to play Soviets. I've had them since like the dying days of version three, with Desperate Measures, and actually hadn't really done much with them. And I thought I got all these plastic T-34s, I got some infantry, I buy some SMG company as well. Um, yeah, I was good. Like, it really pushed me to actually get my Soviet army to the point where I can actually play with it. And so anything that gets me finishing off an army I had for the best part of five years has got to be a good thing. Nice. That's true. That it's, true. Not, it's not that the German books aren't good. I mean, I, I, I do like Ghost Panzers. I play a, a, few, a few with my Panzer 4s and that kind of thing and the Hornices. I do love Hornices as well. But Hornices I think, like I say, cool. I already have Germans. I already played Germans. So for a book to actually get me to finish a project off to the point where I can use it, it's got to be the thing that wins it over for me. Yeah. Okay. So, deciding vote then, Duncan. Mm. See, I'm torn, I really am torn on this, because obviously the, the the other thing to consider is that Ghost Panzer and um, Iron Cross, is it Iron Cross or Cross? Iron Iron Cross. Yeah. Iron Cross um, allowed you to do Tunisia. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Which... Well, not all of Tunisia, obviously, but uh, uh, they filled out the Panzer Grenadiers and was it 10th Panzer Division, basically. But yeah, I have to say that the Enemy at the Gates book was the first non-German book that I've looked at and gone, there's some really cool stuff in here. Not even not even the... Um... Well, you can get T-34s that the Russians used. Yeah. I don't know what I'm talking about. Why, why, of course... <laughs> <laughs> There's no point. It's, just, it's this is a moot point. But no, it was it did make me sit up and think. At least I've, I've never looked at the Russians um, in Flames of War. I've played the, the Russians in other game systems. Yeah. But um, it was the first book I looked at. Went this this is this is something different. There's there's some cool stuff in here. But um, I think yeah, I think for me it's got to be it's got to be the two German books in collaboration just because it finished off the desert and it seemed to round out the German forces in the mid-war. Um, and I think without them, you, well, if, you, if you'd if you have if you'd have only had one or the other for the mid-war period, I think you'd have been struggling as a German player. Yeah. I mean, I know there's, there is, you know, like, so there's, there's pain points for both of them and the, the force construction is now a little bewildering. Only, um, if, only if you're playing cross books. Mm, yeah, but you can do stuff like so. You have to suspend some disbelief sometimes, don't you? Because you can take like you know a short Africa platoon, 
in uh, Ghost Panzer Force. But then you have to, you know, justify, well, not justify it, you have to say, well, that's just battle-worn infantry. Yeah, yeah, know. no, that's what, that's what I mean by playing cross books. Yeah. If you just go, we're using this books, you know, if you had Iron Cross, Ghost Panzers, and then you play a list from either Red Banner or Enemy at the Gates, that's gets rid of all that weird this in a way. Yeah. And it did it did lead me to create, I suppose, my first non um or well, my first Eastern Front force for Midwar. I never really it was one of those periods that always passed me by. I've yeah. never really been into the Eastern Front fighting and actually doing um disastrous stuff and looking at the Eastern Front battles. It was it was actually quite interesting. And I think for me that I <laughs> It's 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 hard because without without Red Banner, I guess you were stuck with as a Soviet as well, weren't you? Really? So, I, I yeah, I I'm going for the Germans, obviously. Yes, I mean no, it's a totally good choice. Totally. Yeah, sorry Soviets. Although I do think actually out of all the books we've looked at, these these pairings are probably the closest. Yeah. Yeah. I think then it goes the US Italians, and then I think the the biggest well, disparity versus between... Dak was, was no was no contest. Yeah. It was a no contest, yeah. I think that's which is a bit sad, but um... yeah. well, I think like I say the Germans had to win this one because they needed to. Like I say, the Dak book was you know it couldn't have transposed itself to the Eastern Front, could it? No, no. Um... Like I say we need we need this book really to you know get the Germans the force they needed. A, like I say, for Tunisia, but and, and the Eastern Front they're actually written for. So. They do a lot, and they accomplish it. And they largely accomplish it. Yeah. So we got a winner. So uh, the a- uh, Aryan Superman win again. The uh, <laughs> knew? the Germans clad in Hugo Boss uniforms wore it better. Who knew? Yeah. <laughs> uh, boss. Should we have a look at what events are coming up, maybe? Well, then do a frothing later. Well, what was oh. next? You got the Master of Ceremonies. Um, well, got late, late War Frothing was next. Oh, was it? Oh, God. Eddie might have peaked. <laughs> Peak Eddie. Yeah. You hit Peak Eddie. I just... I Stuff. For, Fortress Europe. Europe. Oh, that's right. We can talk about the book, won't we? Yeah, Fortress Europe. because it's segways. It's segways. Ah. Mm-hmm. Um, so should we do our reader's question? We can do our reader's question. <laughs> question. Singular. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yes. So we'd like to thank uh, our illustrious leader, uh, Mark Goddard, uh, for answering most of our questions already on the Facebook forum. <laughs> <laughs> questions and immediate answers. <laughs> so uh, here we have uh, Craig Yogan. Uh, Yogan. I'm just great at murdering names. Uh, asks, uh, I'm about to paint three platoons of Panzer Grenadiers. How many Panzer Shreks with the Panzer Shrek Shrek and the Panzer Kud Shrek Panzers? Um, Four. Asks, how, how many Panzer Shreks can you uh, can you get in a Panzer Grenadier platoon? And are they rate of fire one? That's a good question. In... Salt the Oracle. <laughs> <laughs> well, in the... Uh... In the Fortress of Europe book, how many can you have, Lee? None. Zero. That's dun, dun, dun. So Grenadier, shockingly. A Grenadier platoon can have um, Panzer Shreks. 
Pan's Grenadier Platoon doesn't. It can have Faust, but not Panzer Shreks. Yes. Uh, how many can the Grenadiers have? Is it still one, isn't it? I think it's two, but that's because they've not now two, split okay. what used to be you know, the four stands, you know, four man stand into two two man stands. Yeah, okay. Which is yeah, a bit like the old very late war tank hunters and Panzerlier tank hunters. Yeah, up yep. to two Panzer Shrek anti tank teams. Yeah. And so they are rate of fire one because they're yep. now a two man team rather than a two, four man team. But you uh, get two shots. Yeah, we've well, got more survivability because they won't get taken up by one hit. Yes. And you can swap hits. Woo! Mm hmm. Well, they're uh, still going to be nasty, aren't they? The, the, the Shreks. They're oh, not going to be They're 80 11. Yep. It always used to be um, a, bit, a bit higher than the Bazookas and Piets. Yeah. Well, so got... Remember, Faust were always 12. Yeah. yeah. But the Shreks were 11 and everything else is 10. Hits and fours. Yep. But now you can use them in assault. Yes. Which is. Horrendous. Well, you, yeah. I mean, they had a better. They used to have a better assault value anyway, didn't they? Yeah, well, you said you know, you said tank assault, didn't you? So tank assault yeah. four. Yes. It's most top armor ones. But now they're just shooting you in your side every turn, which is arguably yep. better. Yeah, which is pretty horrendous. Yeah, there's not a lot standing up to that anti tank in the flank. But because they are a smaller stand, they. Um, Instead of being a sort They're what, Eddie? They're what? A small They're a smaller stand. stand. <gasps> My God. What? Well, they're not big bases, uh, medium bases anymore. The Shreks. No, no the Shreks are two... We just said they're two, two, two men on yeah, a stand. Yeah, I know. Two stand. men on a stand. <gasps> I'm so confused yeah. right now. Palpitations. Um, He's a bad guy from Star Wars, isn't he? Oh. <laughs> was he the emperor? Um... Yeah, that guy. <laughs> palpitations. <laughs> emperor palpitations. He wasn't well. <laughs> it's why pallid skin. Yes. <laughs> oh. Congenial heart defect. He didn't have one. Um... They hit an assault on a four plus. So. Yeah. They're not. They're one nasty. Hit, so, but they still, when they do hit, they're really going to mess up. It's still fifty chances. <laughs> Pretty much anything. I mean, what what can take an eighty eleven shot to the side? Um, in, in an allied list. And an allied list. Uh, currently, a Churchill. Churchill. Just about. Oh, that's true. Uh, it's, mar- it's marginal, but um, seven on the side. Seven. So yeah, you have to roll a six to get a glancing hit. Oof. So, yeah, I'd say it's marginal. Yeah, I mean, what's a, what's a 30 if you're doing blue on blue? Ferdinand's... Eight. So even, yeah. Well, I think all the German heavy stuff was eight, Jim, on the side. Uh, 30's a seven. Well, you there. Yeah, ouch. Yeah, so not a lot is the answer. Yeah, jeez. Certainly nothing on the British or um, American side, is there? Yeah, I think even when we may get to Churchill, Churchill 7, that only goes up to 8 on the side. That's a but... long side as well, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Literally shooting the side of the barn door kind of thing. Yeah. Two, so, how expensive are they? Are they, are they going to be... I can't remember any points they are now. Uh, so a Shrek team, it's yeah. two points, I think. So they're not cheap. 
Well, no, uh, no. That's true. So if you're going to start maxing out on them, you're going to run out of points really quickly because the German um, just infantry units aren't exactly cheaper to start with, are they? Yeah, I think, like I say, when you ma really maxed out a, a grand infantry, got like 14 points or something like that for the two. Yeah. Yikes. That's like that's like Faust, Shrek, Machine Gun. Mortar. Put all the toys in there. Uh, don't know what was in the Grenadier Platoon. I don't know. Okay. Yeah, a little light. Hmm. But, interestingly, the way that Panzerfaust work... Yes. ...are limited one. So, whereas the old days, you just got HQ, was Panzerfaust team, now, that basically one team in each phase can shoot the Panzerfaust. Doesn't matter yes. which... Teams they have to be the same team as last time. It just represents the fact, obviously, it's a limited supply, but they are more evenly distributed. Yeah, they just um, they magically turn into one, don't they? Yeah, so that fast always going to be in the right place. That makes a big difference because it's always be a case, you know, guys make sure the assault goes in as far from the HQ team as possible. Yes. And now or, or try and snipe it out. Or snipe it out, yeah. Mm. Obviously, the old, the old mission tactics kind of thing, we make that would jump around anyway, but. Um, yeah. And they... A big change is your Panzerfaust anti-tank team is rate of fire one, slow firing. Yeah. Yeah. So, it's, yeah, you can, you can actually shoot on the move, albeit at limited effectiveness. Yeah. Yes. Which is kind of brutal. Uh, yeah, I mean, they're not... It's, it's not a very long range. Four inches, yeah. 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 So, I mean, yeah, it's... Like, it's it's, I think it's going to be situational when you're going to need to use that, but yeah, it's going to be annoying when it comes off. Whereas the fact that you can do it on the way in on charge. Yeah. Ugh. Oh, I hadn't even thought of that. That's you can run up, pop a shot off, put two Panzer Shreks and then one Panzer Faust into the team that's on the objective, maybe bail it. And then, and then viciously, viciously prisoner. capture it and then win the game. Yeah. Mm. That's that. Mm. Okay. That's worth pondering. The other thing I was pondering was because it's limited one, does this mean that that old SS unit you spur get two pounds of pounds will be like limited two? Possibly, kind of yeah. What, what, I think it's called one of the SSs in Normandy. You can, get, you can upgrade two teams to have pounds of pounds. The HQ uh, well, one. Yeah, was, yeah. yeah, it was. You're right. Uh, most really. of them could. No, I think it was all of them. Oh, in like, Atlantic Wall, I think. I think uh, it was definitely SS only. That's for sure. Yeah, and I think. I think it might have been the first, second, twelfth. I don't think the seventeenth got it. Right. But yeah, you certainly got an extra one, and Lear got. Oh no, Lear got. Um, Extra Panzer tricks, didn't it? Yeah, yeah. They had they had original two man teams. Yeah, yeah. The tank hunter teams, and yeah. then because I remember the Villers Bocage was the first Flames of War book I ever got, and then I remember just scratching my head, being like, I can't understand how I make these guys out of the Panzer Grenadier box. <laughs> oh, yeah. Right. It took me a while to kind of figure out that there's oh, it's a different platoon. It's a very cool platoon. Yeah, now I've got a company to finish off, which may may or may not happen. In the new flame, late war, flames of late war. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I think Lear's not going to be too bad because it basically will just be like a like um 
a standard Panzergrenadier force, as it were. It should yeah. be stronger, though. It'll be bigger, won't it? I would think. No, it just maxed out. Just really? Take... Yeah. I they were essentially it... the only guys who got given all the equipment that they wanted to give everyone. Yeah. Yeah, the training school. So they had pumas and that kind of thing as well. They did. Pool bar. Uh, the hundred pumas that existed in. Yeah, but I won't take those out of protest. Why? Because <laughs> everyone else takes them. Well, Second Panzer had them as well, didn't they? Yeah, I played Second Panzer song to have them. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm just looking at the, the existing question. I want to find. So, got Atlantic War open. This is kind of a scoot through. You mean Fortress Europe? No, no, no. The original Atlantic War. Oh, I want to see. Not. See who yeah. who had the extra fans house. Yeah. Hashtag yeah. It's got it's got some good information in it still. Skipping, skipping, skipping. This is great radio. Man reads spreadsheet. <laughs> Fine, uh, we'll get in post. Yeah. I'll have a look in a minute. I can't even work it out where the hell I am on this thing. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm pretty sure that they had some extra ones. Can't prove it now, but... Yeah. There we go. But that'll, that'll be interesting, if nothing else, shifting that up, because it's going to make German... German stuff was already a bit of a nightmare to assault with the anti-tank rifle. These little swines are going to make it even worse. Mm-hmm. Pretty brutal. So... Yeah. Late. So, yeah, late war. I'm doing Hooray. Panzer Leader Tigers. Hmm. I guess we can do Americans since I'm paying also American infantry. Uh, I'm doing Italy. <laughs> All oh, of it. Early late war, yeah, early late war. Um, well, I've got my 21st Panzer stuff, so I'm going to obviously update that. I've got the stuff that I'm painting for the open day, which is going to be the 716th. So basically the um, the Ukrainian troops that were in front of them on D-Day. Yeah. Um, and then I thought, well, I've got two of Barker, or is it Barker or Baker's fire brigade boxes? Yeah. And I've been playing around with um, doing Italy using the mid-war stuff, and this book actually makes it a heck of a lot easier to do um, that sort of inter-mid-war period between mid-war and late-war. Yeah. So, than, so than we were it, mucking around with. Should we... Should we... That, that hits on a point that I kind of wanted to make was that oh okay off off the podcast before over the last couple of weeks we've obviously been talking about the Fortress Europe book and we've been looking through it and obviously reading other people's thoughts as they've come out and our first reaction hand on heart was yep. what you know for experienced gamers who are looking forward to getting into late war it, it we kind of forgot it fell a little flat didn't it it did. I, mean, I think it for did. once I was more enthused than you two, which is unusual, but yeah. Yeah. Well, I think because we forgot that it's a stopgap measure. Yeah. And it is what you think, you know, it is what it says to be. It's it's a way of getting your mid-war armies into late yeah. war. And it's like, well, we've got all the mid-war books already. We play mid-war. We, you know, there's nothing really... We like mid-war. Which we is, like mid-war. Yeah. There's nothing really yeah. new in here. So kind of what is the point in us getting this book? And that kind of derailed us a little bit, I think. It, it did. It certainly distracted me for a long time. I, I, I could not was shake deep, from my head. Deep soul-searching going on. Well, it just seemed a little... Like you said, it was a little flat. You were just... I, we were both sat there going, I don't, know, I don't know what this is. I don't know what this gives me. And actually, um, that's just face value. Yeah. 
And I think um, I think there's been a bit of that going on. Well, I think I think to to reiterate the point being that if you are an American or a German player, then very soon you will have your first, you know, proper. He says in inverted commas, yeah. marks, late war books. So that's going to give you a massive hit. Uh, the Brits and the Soviets, however, have got a little bit of a weight. Yeah, so, and there's like Eastern Front yeah. journals as well. Yes, yeah, yeah. So all of the stuff because this, if you if on the Eastern Front, correct me if I'm wrong, nothing happens till just before D Day, isn't it? Isn't well, that okay, so you got all through winter, the Soviets are basically pushing the Soviets back. Um, Germans back, you mean? They're pushing, they're pushing the Germans back. So they're relieving Leningrad, that kind of thing. Yeah. Um, I think yeah, event. Doesn't really settle down, but the next major offensive is in Bagration yep. um, in June twenty second at D Day. That's the big summer offensive the Soviets launch. So it's it's not quite it's not necessarily quiet on the Eastern Front, but um, it's certainly a little bit of a lower one. The Soviets just get rave at next big offensive. So yeah, there's no there's no, like you said there's no big offensive. It's all small localized fighting. Yeah, the relief for the landing that kind of thing. Yeah. yeah. So I mean, I think I think that's what I think that's what we we got sidetracked on was Eddie was just and then actually looking at it, going well, like, thinking about it, the um, and Mark pointing this out, the Brits don't and um, the Brits and Soviets don't get something straight away. So this is this book is very very important to the Soviets and to the British players. Yeah, it's basically them um, apart from like, realizing that not having get your buy lists. Yep. Was, yeah. yeah. And we've always said that is that as long as people learn, and and you know, I, th- I think we've definitely felt that with the Italians, they were missing in in that first round of mid-war, and, and the US to some extent, that this this gives people a way to play with this stuff straight yeah. away, which is yeah, exactly. all we can really ask, I think. Yeah. So it's it, but it's funny that some of the comments that we've had and I've seen is but you know, Battlefront have listened to the response and said to people, you're gonna have to wait for your your army. You know, we told yeah. you. You always know what's coming out. Here's the way it's coming out. Well, well, that's not coming out for ages. Okay, well, here's a stopgap measure to let you still do play with your toys until that happens. Oh, yeah, but yep. it's not very detailed, is it? It's kind of like... Damn war gamers. Yeah, war, war gamers. Who'd be one? Um, however, to go into more positive, exciting news, Italy. It's, yeah, it's very, very perfect for Italy. Because yes. you still you still got the Panzer three in operation, yeah. which perfect, absolutely perfect. The the tweaking of the points as well answers some of the questions because we were originally looking, weren't we, at doing bigger games? We were. Yeah, that's the thing. Yeah, we were talking about doing Italy, but with sort of two hundred point games, because at that level, if as long as you don't go, you know, down a silly a silly list, you know where you're taking armoured car companies, if you yeah. take actual tanks and, and you know, large platoons, a 200-point like real... game would not yeah. take much longer than a standard one. Yeah. No, I'm, I mean, we were playing some of those um, larger mid-war games, like 100 and, what, they're 110 points, 109 points, something like that. Yeah. And they were taking 90 minutes to get through. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think it was feasible, but this, this gives that, that makes that notion, if you like, obsolete. Yeah, because now, now the medium tanks we're trying to fit in are now a reasonable point. So. Yeah, correct. Yeah, and actually, it looks like some of the stuff's been 
been rationalised because Mark was, you know, Mark was talking about um, his favourite subject of Marders, wasn't he? <laughs> and, and they've they've not seen the same reduction at the moment. Um, yeah, so they got, got the effective points increase when you allow for everything getting cheaper and that kind of thing. Exactly. So it, it hopefully answers some of those questions as well. But I think it's per, it is perfect for Italian fighting, and actually, like you said, it it, it will work. I think for those that inter period as well, like because they've put they they've consciously put things in to the. Um, to the British, I think, and yeah. I don't know about the Soviets that are new entries for essentially late mid-war, early late war. Yeah, so like yeah. the Brits have got the Firefly. Yeah, yes. and the seventeen-pounder M10. Yep. Oh, really? I missed that. Yep. Yeah, they got that in there. Woohoo! My favourite, the not called at the time Achilles. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but those those give you again some. Yeah, it's not the de- it's not the granular gritty detail that you might want. But it lets you do it, and that, and it will keep that book uh, and that force probably competitively operational for right up until I would guess they actually release those those later books for the yeah in a specific army. So I think it's like you said they've had there's a bit of foresight and thought that's gone into them that from my first initial sweep I kind of almost poo pooed, um, but actually I think they've they've done a good job of making sure that stuff is viable yeah I mean, we've got to play some games because of the points levels and stuff but I, I yeah I I think this is entirely something that could, new players can pick up and use um, and it will keep stuff yeah I mean that's the thing though as usable. well is going forwards yes you'll have your you know accurate you're going to have your D-Day American book, your D-Day, you know, uh, British book. But for that new player at the club who goes, oh, I want to play Phase of War, but I don't know what I want to do. And I don't, you know, haven't really got an inkling between one or the other. You get this book and then you've got the option to start looking at different lists from everything. Yeah. And kind of going, oh, I like that unit. That looks really good. You know, from, from a gaming point of view, rather than if you approach it as a gamer, rather than, a hit from a historical point of view. Yeah, but it's also opened up things like um, the Polish list. Do you remember that Polish list for PDF? Yes. And it had like a Firefly per troop. So again, you could, if you've got that list from that PDF, you can play it using these rules because the Sherman armor troops got three Shermans and a Firefly. Nice. Which is exactly what the, the Polish troops had. The only thing you can't do is... I think they they may have had some in the command as in the hq but it gives you that capacity again to look at v3 stuff and pull it forward and then add to it but also you know recreate i think it's one of those melting pot books if you like and you need to apply some create a bit of creativity and a bit of research on your own part to make what you want at the moment you're not going to get you know we've gone through this before in the mid-war books you're not going to get your books that are four or five hundred pages thick and have every single conceivable list there for you in this list they're confident veteran in this list they're confident veteran apart from in assaults in this list they're confident veteran apart from when they rally (laughs) it's exactly the same list just with a tiny little tweak to each thing yeah and i think that's that's that that's something that gets leveled at them as a, a negative but i think actually being a bit vanilla for these kind of bigger books 
Yeah. There's nothing wrong with that. I mean, it's yeah. just, you have to make it your own. But, um, yeah, I was I was quite impressed, actually. Once I sort of scratched the surface, if you like, and got away from the mindset of it's, it's just all the mid-war stuff again, um, that it, it does allow you to do some of that, that uh, those lists that kind of, yeah, set you on the path for late war. We all know it's not the end point, right? So, but this yeah. is just the starting... It's the beginning of the end, rather than the end. The beginning of the end, exactly. rather than the beginning. Yeah. No, it's, uh, so this release is on the sixth of June, I believe. So, yeah, along with the start sets. Oh my god, I might have pre-ordered mine. Which one? <laughs> on the beach? No, no, I bought I bought Fury. Isn't that the better one? <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, the Fury one does have. Like a smorgasbord of tanks. Yeah. Because it's got a Sturg Panzer... Is it Sturg Panzer IV, Tiger... Sherman. And then a Sherman Churchill, I want to say. M10. Or is it two Shermans and an M10 versus a Sturg and a Tiger? Anyway. Yeah. But why the heck you wouldn't just buy it at the beach? Maybe you've got a small apartment. I don't know. <laughs> those who have somehow missed being living under a rock yeah hit the beach is basically a rule book yeah um, eight shermans a oh, paratroop american paratroop platoon oh yes three panzer fours two pack 40s two um grenadier platoons uh bizarrely a v1 objective which does look cool in the sort of sits in there somewhat awkwardly for a normal d hit the beach book um and all of that is for a whopping 35 quid oh so let's just recap that you could buy five shermans for 30 <laughs> quid or you could buy eight shermans for 35 quid oh so here's a german army yeah, I mean. <laughs> <laughs> plus a rule book yep. plus a rule uh, book and a parachute platoon yes and a parachute platoon and some card terrain oh such good value yeah so if i say even veteran players will probably be looking at this and going oh, i'm gonna pick some up like, we, all, we all did it with open fire with open fire yeah. back in the yeah. day that, that was you know, a 50 quid box for basically the same contents. Self-control, not to buy only one, I think. <laughs> yeah, well, I think my, my current plan is to buy Open Fire and also the US Start Set. Now, the US Start Set is you know, it's basically a 75, qu- 75 quid box. It's got, 100, I think, 120 quid worth of stuff in I think I worked out. So good value, yeah. Yeah. And yes, all right, it's not as good as the one, but it's got the M10s, the Priests, the Stuarts, all the stuff you haven't got in the open firebox. And it seems I'm basically starting an American army from scratch, albeit with like four massive infantry platoons. It's all kind of good stuff I can use to flesh out an armoured components to support um, artillery, support anti-tech destroyers, you know, that kind of stuff. Do you know the best thing about the American starter box? Go for it. You get more infantry. <laughs> yeah, the infantry. I might, be, I might just say yeah, near another rifle platoon. Actually, I think I was thinking about doing is painting them up. I was going to paint them up as one of like when it gets in the late war, the actual. Um, what are they called? You get into like the black, the Black Panthers kind of thing. I have a challenge for you. What's that? Oh god! It's. I've just thought of it. Rather than doing. I, that infantry platoon, I want you to paint up in the herringbone camo, camo pattern that they had for all of God. a week. 
Oh, what, the, uh, like the SS style. Um, yeah, the ones where they went, yeah, we give our guys camouflage, and then everyone else started shooting them because, like, yep. only, only the Germans, only Germans wear camouflage. Jinx. Visual, ri- visual rifle platoon, that's what I was thinking of. It's, it's the one that was actually like their um, African American um, infantry. Yep. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. But no, I, I get actually I like that idea. Yeah, it's get them as the I think it's like third armor had him or something. Was it third yeah. infantry? Well, those third rifle pitches. Those rifle platoons are dirt cheap, aren't they? They get like eleven stands, and it's as a minimum. You can have, yeah. I think, what two bazookas and yeah, so you, LMGs. Now, yeah. and... now you can add an extra bazooka. You can add LMGs, and you can add a HMG as well. <laughs> so again, yeah, you can really tool them up. Yeah, I mean, so a full, I think a full. Blob of them is something like it's still only like 13, 14 points or something, isn't it? Yeah. And they're like 15 stands. Yeah, confidence trained. I suspect you'll have um, options like Big Red One being veterans in the actual American book when that comes out. But I'm going to be playing these guys purely as 29th, I think. I like 29th. Let's well, go. Well, they do they do for um, when you do Italy as well because they're big rifle formations out there and stuff as well, don't they? Exactly, yeah. So, yeah, and obviously the original 35mm Sherman. So, yep, this will be very much so we can do, do our Italy games. Are we playing the Americans or Nancy? That kind of thing, we'll be good. So, so is, just for clarity, so just to go back a little bit, the Fury box set contains two Shermans, uh, an M10, a Stug, and a Tiger, plus the rule book and some dice. So, yeah. Yeah. It's, very, it's very much the same vein as the Alamein box for mid-war. Yes, yeah, exactly. I think there'll be, there'll be people who go for that because it's like, as a great like sort of father and son thing, just put yeah. a few tanks and play that's, around that's with. intimidating then. Or do okay. father and daughter because I'm trying to bring my girls up as war gamers. There you go. <laughs> um, it may or may not work. The, the eldest is a unicorn. So I've already failed somewhere along the line. But, um... just, I've, just, I've just seen that, you, that three of the Shermans in your... In the uh, hit the beach are seventy six. Yeah, so I think all the Shermans oh, the upgrade cool. to make them seventy sixes. So what? Ha- right. So um, yeah. Sorry, a bit of insight here. So current M4 kit exists for mid-war. It builds just a seventy-five millimeter cast hole Sherman M4A1, and it's mm-hmm. lovely. Yeah, it's lovely. Thanks so much. And Evan, who is obviously the, the, the head honcho battlefront, battlefront sculptor, has confirmed that much like he did with T34s. There's a, a supplemental spirit goes in which has the wet cast hole, so the bigger bigger hatches and the, and the 47 millimeter slope, oh, slope, and the 76 millimeter turret. So basically, it just drops onto the existing lower suspension, that kind of thing. Oh, okay. It might even be possible to magnetize. I don't know. That's the thing I'm curious about. Whether I can hot swap out. See, cool. these, of all are all these Sherman holes the wet hole then? Right. So the stand, so you got two holes. You've got dry hole and wet hole, and that's basically referring to how the ammo was stowed. Yeah, because they, they flooded one with glycol, yeah. so, didn't they? Yes, the original ones were, were dry holes, and they had um, a bumpy front, because they had like, the driver driver and assistant driver sort of have like stick out from the, from the, slope, the slope of the front hole. Yeah. And they had smaller hatches. And the cast, when, when they bring the wet hole in, it improves that front slope to basically bring in those protrusions, effectively. So it's just a flat front with a thicker armour. And that's what we call the wet hole. And, uh, I'm just trying to figure out if they were to give you... What, the, a second hole? 
the second yeah, half. Yeah, so that's what I'm saying. So this, this supplemental sprue will have basically um, a new top piece. So now, know how when you build the sprue um, holes up, you've got a bottom bit and a top Yeah, bottom. yeah. No, um, I, I'm just trying to figure out if they're going to give you three of those sprues or... Oh, eight. I see what you're saying. Yeah. I, yeah, so I know in... Well, I don't know, but I'm assuming from what I was reading about the new like five Sherman sets that have five of each of the sprues... It's yeah. a good question whether the starter and the um, hit the beach will. Just can't really see from the pictures. They're all the, all the Shermans are yeah. from the back. Now, obviously, we um, in Normandy books, you're generally limited. You can only have ever have one platoon of seventy sixes in the company, so it probably doesn't matter too much if you don't get one a one each. Yeah, it's the only way you can really get into the sort of Ardennes campaign that yeah. you start getting like whole companies of seventy sixes. Was the um... And then the Fury was a easy eight, wasn't it? M four. Yeah, Fury was an M four A three easy eight. So is that? But in the actual film, it's actually um, an M four A two. It's a diesel one. Oh. And that I mean, is that why it's immune to Panzerfaust? And also, it makes um, tigers go all wibbly when they're firing at it. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I have some opinions on Fury. I... <laughs> But yeah. Um, yeah, so I, uh, I mean, it's that hit the beach is just staggeringly good value. It's got to be the best that starter set that they've ever released, hasn't it? Yeah. For the pound for pound. I think it's fair to say, but one of the complaints we had with when version four got released is it didn't have that killer rap starter set. Yeah. El Alamein was a bit weird because it's just like one of each tank and doesn't quite work. You can't rebuild really on it. Where. This, it's, well, it's like you say, it's the, it's the open firebox revamped, and the open firebox was a great way of starting. Yeah. I think they, and I say, I think the price also is about to recognise they may really need to get late war kicked off right from the, they, they really need to hit the beach. It's, that is their, that's their <laughs> mission statement. It's, it's a title yeah. box set. I can see them shifting a lot of these. I, I of... can too. I can see it being very popular with like their um, independent stores yeah. and that kind of thing. Yeah, I mean, if you and a mate want to start, then, if you know, you're both dropping, yeah. what, 20 quid each? Each buy a box. Each buy a box yeah. and swap out the bits. And that's what we did with the open fire back in the day. That's crazy. That, yeah. <sighs> no, I'm sorry, I'm just, I'm excited. I'm looking at the uh, the road, the late war journey document, which has got the release dates and then the little pictures of the books for the American, German, British, Waffen SS. Oh, it's going to be so good. <laughs> It's pinballed off again. No, what? No, it's it's late war. They were froth. You, you type it's late <laughs> froth. Frothing about late war. Fine. <laughs> you didn't put any limits on it. Like... That's true. Yeah. So, what are, are all those starter box sets? Are there, are there any that look better than the others? I mean, they're all fairly much from muchness. And going I, back to. I think it goes back along the classic lines, isn't it? In that it comes down to the nature of the armies. So, the Soviet one is. Not as good as the German one in terms of pa- points. Yeah, point, point, yeah, point, 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 point. No, but yeah. I mean, in terms of in terms of usefulness, you're still going to oh, get okay. everything that you need, you know, yeah. to start an army if you like out of them. Because obviously, not everyone can use hit the beach. Unfortunately, there's no hit the uh, Volga. Should be though. No. <laughs> um, I, think, I think the Brit one suffers a little bit from having a mix of Churchills and Shermans. It should be really one or the other. Oh, but can you take them as a four? I can't, I can't remember. Oh, these days. Yeah, these days. Can you swap them both in? 
Okay. I'm pretty sure, well, um, I should tell a lie. I know in mid-war you can have Shermans and Churchills in the same company. You like, can have... You probably, you probably can do, because in, in, in real life, North Irish Horse had platoons with mixed of, church, of Churchills and okay. Shermans. So it wouldn't surprise me if Fortress Europe actually lets you do mix it in a company, if not a platoon. For, wait, so in the Sherman squadron, it's just Shermans and Stuarts. Yep. Yep. In the Churchill, it's the church, the Italy armored squadron. You can have mm-hmm. Churchill's HQ, one platoon of Churchill's, and then you can have Sherman's for the second and third. So you have two platoons of Sherman. Okay. So you could, in so, theory, run that as one command HQ. How many? How many did you get? Three. Three. Uh, however, the... they're a core formation. They're a core yep. platoon, so you can take them as company support. Yeah. I was just thinking that that you're right. You're one box of Churchill's away from having probably close. It must be close to a hundred points there, I reckon, of stuff because you've got four M10s as well. You've got twenty-five pounders and recce Stewarts and yeah, that's your Italian force. Mm-hmm. Lovely. Yeah, the American. I think the American German boxes are both probably the two best ones. Because the put German one just gives you so much, you know points per pound basically the other thing the other yeah. thing to not forget is that you get obviously a rule book and the cards for those units yeah yeah boxes well, that's the that, which is amazing because actually those the cards are I, I found phenomenally useful to be honest and the fact that you get all of the ones that are relevant without and having to buy another box yeah the, the cards are growing on me I'm, I'm gonna be honest I, I wasn't a huge fan of cards when they first came out but i've actually come it's to like so them much quicker than a book so much quicker yeah. to be like, you know, this is the information I need. All those other extra pages, I don't need to kind of filter through to find stuff. It's yeah. So when I pack my army, well, basically when I'm packing my army, come play, guys. I'm just taking the cards I need, put them at the top yeah. of the deck. So when I get there, I just take those out and throw the rest of the cards back in the bag. Yeah. And so uh, absolutely. Everything's ready to go, as it were. I I think that's a great. I think that's that's brilliant of them to put them in there as well. Because it yeah. means that you, with the rule book, with the cards, you are saying, buy this, you can play a game. You are all set. Yeah. And hopefully it'll have the, it'll have the details for 76 minutes, Sherman, on the cards as well. Yeah. So you well, might even get a little yeah. free preview of what's coming up in the American box. <laughs> well, the Americans, get, they they got 15 unit cards in that box. They'll have yes, the they probably have them, yeah. yeah. It must be, because you look at the Soviet one and it's got 12, I think. Germans have only got 10. The Brits have only got 10. It's got 50% more than most of the other boxes. That the German, German one's like, so good. Oh so my good. God. It's like I have all these, I have pretty much all those models upstairs. But look at them. Well, I mean, like the plastic nerve warfare is just a, a, a thing of joy. Um, I mean, there's nothing you won't, I don't think you won't use in there. It still, with the points decreasing in late war, Excellent. The Tigers. Well, Tigers, Tigers. Yep. Tigers, Tigers. <laughs> tigers, Careful what you say now. Well, no, I'm just thinking you you might not find that you take them all the time. Some people, you know, prefer know. not to play with them. Yeah. Even I, even I, occasionally, aghast, run lists without yeah. Tigers because they just so many points. You got Panzer Fours in there, very eminently useful. Um, you know, Panzer Grenadiers. A platoon is. If you're not, if you're doing an armored force, a platoon is. You know, almost compulsory. It's very useful. 
if you're looking for it doing a, a Panzer Grenadier force, it's an excellent start. Well, the thing is, you add that to the hit the beach box, and you're alive. Oh yeah, you're away. Yeah, well, that's why I think the American job works so well. Clear. I mean, you're going to make the assumption you're doing this with um, hit the beach, and that means basically you just spent a hundred, little over a hundred quid, getting a huge chunk of army. With options, yeah. With so, options. so, you, you, so you go to battlefield hobbies, and you can get your army for less than a hundred quid. Yeah, but I'm assuming they're going to be running at least ten percent discount, like most online stuff, yeah. most retailers. Jesus, it's so two, actually, two copies of the book. <laughs> how, how much of the hit the beach? Uh, not hit the beach. How much of the starter armies? Then are they vary? So, are uh, they they're all seventy five. They're all seventy quid, I believe. Seventy quid. Jeez. So, I was yeah, seventy five. I can't remember. I think it's seventy. And then you've got your yeah. Hit the beach gives you the extra stuff, and that's thirty five. And then, yeah, so I, I mean, that's that was something I was genuinely looking at the other day because um, it came up about Warlord Games. We were having a conversation about you know you can basically buy a new army for hundred quid. There's not many systems that you can do that with. Well, Frames of Wars just they're entered. Seven, yeah, <laughs> they're seventy pounds each. Oh yeah, they at are. full retail. My God. So for a hundred and five pounds full retail, or ten percent discount, hundred and twenty odd quid. Yeah, in a landscape where Archeon for Warhammer is a single figure, and, it, <laughs> and, it, and it's a hundred quid, you can get an entire fifteen mil army. But not the thing is, though, a lot of people say, "Oh, it's a start." You know, here's your, you know, a starting army, and you go, "Oh, yeah," but that's literally just one list that you can run. Hmm. This, this it is a collection. You've got options to swap things in and out because that's way more than a hundred points. Yeah, you know, you could run a Panzer IV company. You could run a Grenadier company. Jeez. See, I, I was originally thinking these were targeted at new players, but actually, you're right. They're almost like so. You know, say someone's played Soviets for the last however long in V3. Yeah, you want to you want to switch rails and get into a German army for Normandy. It's not going to set you back a whole you know a whole chunk of change just to. To do that, it's a pity product. I think. I think Battlefront have taken pity on all the fools who sold their list, their, their toys. On <laughs> <laughs> trying to draw back in. Go, oh, I wish I hadn't. Oh, I've got, I've got all this stuff to paint again now. Everyone's playing again. <laughs> I mean, they're. It's all plastic as well, isn't it? Yeah, all, yeah, that, all, that's all why of them are all plastic as well. They would have done this the whole. Well, they did do these kind of boxes, but because they're metal and resin, hmm. you know, but the. The push to plastics over the last five years is really... crazy. Yeah, I mean, I think it's, it's great crazy, but it's still bonkers. That's I didn't quite appreciate how much stuff you were getting in those. Yeah, because um, like I say, like most of these models are all established kits. I mean, the American one, like the M5, is a new kit. Everything else is, yeah, you know, all ex-mid war stuff. Mm. It means that all the tools are paid for. They can actually sort of bring this margin down. Yeah. Wow. Oh my gosh. So many pounds of force. Yeah. <laughs> and pounds of force just got good again. They were always good. Oh, they're always good. They're just very expensive. That's a problem. Yeah. So. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I like pounds of force. I've always had I a. I love pounds of force. But the tank, if the Germans are really concentrating pounds of force, it might be a very different outcome to the war. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Good job they didn't, really. Exactly. Yeah. 
Thankfully, they were a bit idiots when it came to procurement. Yeah, a bit pinball-y. But I mean, it's one, of those, it's one of those things when you actually sort of walk into situations. Like, um, if rather than building panthers and tigers and the egg panthers, they just built Panzer IVs backed up by the um, Panzer IV 70 as a tank destroyer. Yeah. That would be, you know... Hetzers. You can't forget Hetzers. Well, yeah, you've got, you got the whole check base there. You might as well keep mm. using the uh, Hetzers. Absolutely. We'd better use them to make um, an APC based on the Hetzers, not more than closed APC to replace their... Um, Half tracks. <laughs> so what they were going to do towards the end of the war with the E twenty E five series and that kind of thing. Oh yeah, the paper pans and stuff. Yeah, yeah the ones that you know, the late war of rifles never happened. So. Mm. Yeah, but that's they're too busy trying to build the rat or whatever it was. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so what we're saying for the um, the Fortress Europe starter boxes is. If you want to change rails, get yourself something new, they're definitely the way to just do save it. Up, just save up your pennies. Yeah. I, it's, it's, I mean, if it hit the beach, I'm genuinely worried about whether or not there'd be enough stock. What, in the but, UK? Yeah. Or just in general, I think. Blimey. You know. It, it could be something you could easily blend into, because, hey, Flames of War is dead, right? So it's... um. Yeah, so... Yeah, yeah you're right. How people have gone back, but, I mean, come on. Who's going to... Pass up that, just the <laughs> toys. Anyway, that's oh, crazy. Yeah, absolute nuts. But the best kind of nuts. <laughs> the best, nuts that helps the consumer. It's got to be. It's always the best kind of nuts. Thank you, <laughs> Battlefront. Thank, yeah, thank you. Yeah. Don't know where I'm going to put them, but thank you. <laughs> <laughs> On the the hobby lounge, yeah. Yeah. I make another V2 a launch facility as well that's the thing V1 launch facility well, I, think gonna, I think that's my fifth one I'll be getting <laughs> your fifth V2, V1 yeah because I got a, I got three or four when they first came out I got one from the uh, WWPD global battle global campaign as a reward Uh and then uh, I'll get one of this this copy of um, Hit the Beach. And then I have five. That's going to be an amazing just, uh, board. Fighting over like a, a, v, a V1 factory. That'd be cool. Yeah, V1 launch site factory. Oh, we got the factory <laughs> buildings. That look awesome. There you go. Sold. Sold. Uh, should we talk about events then? Yeah, I think we're all frothed out in late war now. Until... Well, well, until we get more teasers. Toy soldiers. Or yeah. books. That's the thing. Oh my god, those actual books are going to be something else, I imagine. I hope so. I mean, D-Day, just gliders, glider landings, beach landings, just... Yes. Glider landings. Um, so, uh, 8th of June, we have Buns of War, uh, which is a fle- uh, themed mid-war Flames of War competition. Uh, on the 8th and 9th of June uh, 2019 at Battlefield Hobbies uh, run by Paul and Graham uh, it's great to see a bunch of guys stepping up and doing these events yeah all these guys who step to your events it's good to see them doing it no but Guildford's a tricky place to get to for some people mm-hmm. especially for the one day as I've just been too busy to run a weekender um, but yeah it's 100 points mid-war flames of war version 4 um, there's more stuff on Facebook or on the Battlefield Hobbies website I believe 
the 29th of June is the Battlefront Open Day. Um, as we talked about before, definitely worth uh, coming up to that if you can. Uh, and the 20th and the 21st of July is the Attack Devises, which is 110 points mid-war with the red-blue list swap. Excellent. Um, Always like to see a red-blue list swap. There's, 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 sadly, there's definitely one, at least one ticket they've had oh. returned this week. As I now, oh yeah, I'm now going to be in Uganda. So, oh yeah, sad, sad for you guys, but happy for me. So I go yeah. hang out with uh, with Tacey and the cat, which will be fun. But uh, I haven't actually told her that I had to return my ticket, so she's probably going to listen to this podcast and I'll get a message going. I'm really sorry you didn't have to do that, and I'll be like. Yeah, <laughs> there are some things in life, admittedly, shock horror news that are more important than wargaming. <laughs> Sil- <laughs> silence. Short list. But... <laughs> Crushing silence. Crushing silence. Maybe if I I had to skip out and go and salute to my daughter's ballet recital. So yeah, there you go. <laughs> the sacrifices we make for our families. <laughs> um. Yeah, so that's that's the list I have coming up for events. If you have an event that you want to get plugged, uh, email me at fez at breakthroughassault.co.uk and I'll add it to my shoddy Word document that is the basis of this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> um, guys, anything else? Uh, I think that's... Uh... No, we're we're in a little dip now. We've reached the uh, crest of a wave that's broken on uh, Festing, uh, Fortress Europe. Uh, I, I'm I'm actually quite looking forward to this year. I, I, I'm waiting for Team Yankee too as well. Oh my quite gosh! About that. Yes. Yeah, I do sit down and listen to Wayne's podcast and get some. Yeah. Yes. Oh, did he talk about it on that? I believe so. Yeah, I think that's what the um, behind me lines guy said. Yeah. So. You right. actually named them. No, there's no other Flames of War podcast. You've got to this one or this one alone. <laughs> but in, in all seriousness, I've, 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 yeah, the World War Two stuff's cool, and I've got, but I think I've only got Soviets for the Team Yankee stuff, so I'd, I'd like to run them out a bit more, yeah, and actually um, try and look at something new, because um, I've still got my looking at me now, actually, my Americans uh, for mid-war still to complete and bits and pieces like that so I've got plenty to keep me busy with that kind of stuff but I think that's going to be interesting towards the latter part of the year as well yeah it's going to be interesting to get back into, back into Team Yankee I sort of let fall by the wayside a little bit there's so, many, so much hobby time in the day isn't there it? is exactly yeah it's always but cool I was thinking about um, I can't remember where I was I, I don't know if I was talking to one of you guys but I started to get excited cause with, with obviously Flames of War Late War kicking off We've still got mid-war to play through. I've still got mid-war list that I haven't played with yet. Yep. You've got Team Yankee V2 potentially coming out, even just V1 with the, you know, version 4 fudges, as I call it. <laughs> um, you know, version 1.5, you'd say. Uh, yeah. Cause just basically because I can't be bothered to forget the Flames of War rules. Uh, then you've also, we've also got um, Fate of a Nation stuff to play with to finish off. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I've got my training army to do for that. Yeah, exactly. Me too. We've got, um, I've got my Nam Air Cav to get done to come and take on some crossover battles, maybe with the Fate of a Nation stuff. We've got Great War. 
Oh yeah, I've got my French to leave. Oh god, exactly. my Belgian to leave that. Oh my god. I don't want to open my garage anymore. Got... <laughs> I've got my Herman Goering stuff to do. Actually, yeah. that's something I've got to get. Italy Brits that I um, have got in resin blisters from from previous purchases that I've kind of shuffled together. I'm hoping I'm going to get an excuse to finish off these four boxes of Pumas at some point as well. Oh, with, oh my, yeah, with the second Panzer. Yeah. Mm. It's going to be fun. It's going to be a fun run out for the rest of the year. It's going to be awesome. And then next year, I get, my, I get to bring up my, my Paris at that at their retirement and start yes. using them again. So. <laughs> Finally, the Paris have come back to Flames oh, of War. So many horses. <laughs> Yeah, that, that will be it. Uh, I don't want to do Ramker, but... Hmm. Yeah. That will have to be done. He's going to be good. All right. Before we forget, has anyone got a dice? Oh. Give me another second. I had one. I played with it and probably dropped it. I think I think there might be an app for that. We might have to get a dice rolling app. It might be easier. No, no, we can't use a dice rolling <laughs> app. It's... it's... Not the spirit. That, that does work <laughs> when you're playing a turn-the-page adventure on a road trip, though. It, yeah, that's it. Doing the, doing the, doing the role-play in the car thing. Yes. We, we, we were driving along, and we're like, oh, we haven't got any uh, We haven't got any dice for this. We've got a, a combat thing on this turn-the-page adventure we're doing. And I was like, oh, we'll, we'll get one on my phone. He goes, it's work phone, Ed. You know, are you sure the worker could be all right with that? And I said, do you think I would seriously compromise my business's security and integrity to get a free dice app? Because you're <laughs> yeah. right. Yeah. <laughs> signs up yeah. signs up yeah we messed up that skeleton good <laughs> okay I have dice have dice for travel alright right, so what skill are we <laughs> he says unconvincingly trained okay Tra- trained that's a four hooray oh right. did you fa- what about your cross check yeah, what about you your cross check cross check what were you? Yeah. Uh, three plus, let's say. Four! Oh, we got away as well. Flawless victory. I mean, <laughs> we obviously missed the shots that we snuck out to take, but we have shot and scooted <laughs> back into cover to live to fight another day. The Armoured Train Wreck of a Podcast you've been listening to was Shoot and Scoot, the Flames of War podcast from the team at BreakthroughAssault.co.uk and was brought to you by support from Battlefield Hobbies and the Neptune Pipeline. <laughs> Then it would just be someone reading that points values. 17. 21. It's like a number four. state, like a Cold War number station. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's Cold War number <laughs> <laughs> You'd have to say page one, though. When it would say Fortress, it would be like this. Hold on. Let's get to American section. <laughs> yeah, in full shimmers. So it'd be page 17. 7 points. 18 points. 14 points. <laughs> 10 points. <laughs> at this point, a sleeper agent is such a car problem in the Ministry of Defence. Exactly. It's like, like the shipping forecast. Yeah. yeah. Or either that or I've just enacted all the clones to uh, overthrow the Jedi Republic. <laughs> Do it right. Five pounds of three, five centimetres. 18 points. <laughs> Four pounds of three, five centimetres. 15 points. Reduction. <laughs> Dogger seven. 
Hands graded a company HQ. Two MP40 SMG team. Three points. <laughs> that concludes the Armoured Grenadier list. Now, the points for Grenadier Companies, Take Hunter Platoons, and Ferdinand's. Over to Whispering Bob Harris in the studio. Honest Take Hunter Platoon, 32 points. <laughs> West Bromwich Albion, Neil, yeah. or Marders, 17. 